Welcome back to episode 149 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast and website dedicated to all things official drafts FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another Game Week preview going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of Game Week 14. It was another typical Game Week in 13 this season with just two of the 20 clubs managing a clean sheet. So we had uh, as many of those as red cards. Garnacho has already sealed the goal of the season prize with a stunning overhead kick from range and I expect his ownership to shoot up ahead of this game week. We should be mindful that was his first attacking return of the season so it could be a bit early to get carried away and even if you score overhead kicks from 20 yards they're still only worth 5 FBL points. Having said all that, Man United have just finished their Champions League game away at Galatasaray um, and he's been involved in one or two goals there from what I can see so um, yeah I fully expect his ownership to be on the rise. Elsewhere, Luton picked up a good win at home to Palace. Brighton managed a solid away win at Forest. And uh, Villa came from behind to beat the Spurs reserves. So I'm just flagging it now that we're in a short turnaround this week. The game week 15 squeezed into midweek. So a tight turnaround for me and a very good opportunity to forget a waiver window. Just make sure that applies to your league rivals and not to you. I'm recording this episode on Wednesday the 29th of November. So any team news or injury developments are up to date as of then and of course subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Morgan Gibbs-White, Joel Matip, Semenyo, Jacob Ramsey plus a few more so let's get straight into it. Starting with waiver watch so the main players that were coming in last week were Gallagher, Mikalenko, uh, Chris Wood, Simicast, Lindelof and Shaw. And the players making way were Iwani, Wambasaka, Livermento, Miggy Almiron, Longstaff, and Van de Ven. Looking at the fixtures, particularly for Gaming 14, the easiest way to break them down is to say that I'm favouring the home teams on the whole. Forest are at home to Everton, and it's becoming a cliche now how good Forest are at home. And if you want any more proof, the way Brighton celebrated their win at Forest last week tells you how hard it is to go there and get a result. It's still difficult to know how the points deduction has affected the Everton squad and this is the sort of game that they need to pick up points in to make their survival push much more comfortable. If both teams play to their potential, this should be a good one. Forrest followed this up with trips to Fulham and Wolves so their attackers should be on the waiver list if they're available. Brentford are at home to Luton. It was a big win for Luton at the weekend and uh, a helping hand from the Everton points deduction sees them now sitting just above the red line in 17th. Brentford have been inconsistent all season, but I still expect them to take the three points comfortably in this one. Definitely a week where their defenders will be on the rise. And then West Ham at home to Palace, a less obvious fixture on paper, but one that stands out to me. We're starting to see Kudus um, finding his groove now. Bowen could be back and all of their midfielders have now made meaningful goal contributions. Historically, this has been a difficult fixture to call and no side has kept the other out for nearly six years now. So I'm not too interested in either of the defences. It's the West Ham attackers that I'm after. Into the main picks. And I'm just going to uh, take this time to mention Odysseus for Nottingham Forest. Just 23% ownership still in 10 team leagues. Just worth highlighting him again because he is very much the Forest number one now. And yet Turner's ownership remains slightly higher than his across most leagues out there. So if you are still kicking around with Turner on your bench, um, then make sure you swap him out appropriately. 
Next is Joel Matip. He's always been a friend of my draft FBL teams. Um, ownership just 36% in 10-team leagues, so he's available for most of you guys out there. Fulham at home this weekend, then Sheffield away is a very nice fixture combination for any team at the moment. Fulham will have uh, Polina back in the 11, but I'm still expecting a tough day out for them. If Matip continues to play, which I expect him to, then the clean sheet potential is as good as anyone this weekend. And then obviously there is uh, a bit of a goal threat from set pieces, and he was unlucky not to get one in the last game. On to Forest and a couple of their attackers, starting with uh, Anthony Alanga, ownership just 24% in 10-team leagues. Two goals in a row now, three goals, three assists for the season, so um, not bad at all. As I said above, I like the matchups this week, and Alanga is waiver potential for a fifth mid-spot on a short-term punt. With any player who finds uh, a little bit of form in draft, two goals in two games means he will almost certainly be high on the waivered in list this weekend, and if there aren't many others available, um, a good one to root for for game week 14. The main man, though, is Morgan Gibbs-White. Ownership much higher, but only 65%, which for me is too low in 10-team leagues. Lots of chat on the forums this week mentioning Gibbs-White, and a player that I've stuck with personally since draft day, and I'm pleased to see is now starting to put some points on the board. He is due a few goals. Uh, I think there will be a few goals coming over the winter period, and with our knee out for a while now, he has to reclaim the goal-creating mantle that he held last year still a very good option someone too good to be in the waiver pile just hasn't quite found it so far this year but um yeah 65 percent. i expect that to climb this week to villa now jacob ramsey is a player that i mentioned last week so i won't say much more but he was on the bench for the spurs game came on as a very late injury time sub so worth looking at in your waivers this week if you're a fan given the number of games they've got coming up uh, I would expect him to get handed his first start either next week or the week after. And then your budget striker option for the week is uh, Antoine Semenyo for Bournemouth, who certainly passed the eye test in that game um, away at Sheffield United, though. It does have to be said they can make lots of players look good. Um, two goals, two assists for the season. Hasn't started every game. I think he's probably started about um, just under half the game so far. Um, and if you look at his sort of points to minutes ratio, or his goals to minutes ratio, um, not bad at all. Given the way he played, um, the way he was sort of coming in off that that right hand side, very mobile, good dribbling, crossing the ball well. Yeah, fully expect him to stay in the team. Villa at home next, then Palace away. Um, not too bad fixtures on paper. And if you're someone that's been kicking around with, um, you know, a really poor bench striker option, you know, someone like a, a Mateta or a Foster. McBurney, um, if you've been holding on to Welbeck, Adebayo, any of these guys, then um, Semenyo would be an easy swap in for, for the likes of them. If you've got someone else that you would be considered, um, you know, would consider swapping and you're not sure, feel free to give me a shout in the DMs and I'll, uh, I'll let you know what I think. Into hidden gems, I say due to the fixtures I've already mentioned, Toffolo for Forrest is a player I like the look of. He's definitely been passing the eye test for me lately. Um, attacking threat and clean sheet potential there. For Brentford, surprised that uh, Asia's uh, ownership isn't even 10% in 10-team leagues. So, yeah, plenty of availability there. I think he's sort of 91% available for 10-team leagues and will be one of the highest predicted clean sheet probabilities um, due to that matchup at home to Luton. In midfield, quick mention to Willian. Confirmation that when he's on the pitch, he is uh, definitely taking the penalties and uh, took advantage of a couple in that home win against Wolves. 
Fulham's fixtures are patchy. Um, they're not a team I've particularly enjoyed watching so far this year. Away to Liverpool this weekend isn't really ideal, but then um, Forrest at home, West Ham at home in 15-16, not bad at all. Given his age, though, will he be able to play two games in four days? I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see. But then around Christmas, they've also got Burnley and Bournemouth. So, yeah, not the worst time to bring in somebody like, uh, like Willian. Also not a particularly bad time to consider one of their strikers and it looks like Raul Jimenez is the main man at the moment. The only other striker I would mention at this stage um, who I mentioned last weekend pretty half-heartedly was Ollie McBurney for Sheffield United. Managed to come away with consolation goal having subbed on at half-time. So he's got a pretty good goal-to-minutes ratio as well and would expect him to start uh, at least two of the next three games. And then the most knee-jerk, most hidden-gem pick um, you'll possibly see this season, is Justin Cliver, again for Bournemouth. First goal involvement with his goal against Sheffield United, which, you know, isn't really the best CV to present for a most hidden gem pick. But I think if you're in a 16-team league, he's definitely somebody that um, I would punt on this weekend. Uh, he's uh, His ownership will definitely climb. I think he's relatively uh, sure to start all of their fixtures moving forward. Said Villa at home, Palace away. Do have a tricky one uh, away at Old Trafford following weekend and then follow that up with Luton at home, Forest away, Fulham at home. So quite a nice little run now, right up until Boxing Day. Fixtures do get a little bit tricky around uh, New Year, but who cares because you're not going to have much invested in him and you can just drop him if uh, if he disappoints um, when the fixtures turn. On to trade talk. A uh, couple of trades to discuss that were sent to me this week. Uh, one is from FPL Pato, who's uh, one of the trades I mentioned on the last pod. A um, bit more of a straightforward one this week. He was offered uh, White and Jota, who were two of the players he gave away, for Shaw and Elise. So um, I think, well, when I first saw this, I thought the trade was relatively even. I'd probably take White and Jota because I think the opportunity cost value of those players is much higher because Arsenal defenders don't really appear in the waivers. Neither do decent Liverpool attackers, whereas on the other side, I can usually pull a United defender out of the bag if I want one, and Palace attackers are also not a particularly rare commodity. Lise is always going to be held back by the performance of the team in general, and similar to last week, will be quite reliant on individual moments of brilliance, which isn't sustainable. Obviously, having said all that, and uh, having thought about the trade, the news came out today that Jota's picked up um, what sounds like a sort of medium term injury and is going to be out for a little while so um, yeah so uh, Pato rightly rejected the trade based off that which I think is very much fair enough because there's not firm news on how long he's going to be out and you can't really make a trade like that unless you've got all the information available. Second trade was very straightforward from uh, Ross Kun Kulisevsky for Martinelli so he gave away Martinelli for Kulisevsky what conversation open this one is? I mean, Martinelli has been so disappointing so far. And those that drafted him in the late first, early second round will be lamenting the fact that they probably passed over, you know, the likes of Ollie Watkins on draft day. And it's not through bad luck either. He's just not getting involved in the chances. And his expected output is exactly in line with his tally so far of one goal and two assists. So if it carries on, you wonder if he won't just get dropped or rested soon. Um, you know, in favour of of maybe starting Trossard on that left-hand side. His trade value couldn't be any lower right now, but a very good um, buy-low pick uh, to think about. Kulisewski, on the other hand, hardly been 
a comfortable own either, but managers will obviously have a lot less draft capital invested in him. He started every game so far, and he's got to the 60-minute mark in every game. Given the injury situation, that's unlikely to change soon because Spurs need pretty much anyone that can uh, stand on two legs. Would I trade Martinelli for him if I had him? Probably not, um, but I do understand the desire to make a change. I think this trade value sits slightly higher um, than Kudaseski even now. So yeah, I'd been looking for maybe slightly higher compensation if I was going to give up the potential that Martinelli still holds. So that's it for this episode. A reminder that the waiver deadline is at the slightly later time of 1.30 on Friday the 1st of December. That's UK time as there is no early kickoff on Saturday, which if you include the midweek evening games, um, will all be a lot more civilised for fans in other time zones, particularly those across the pond. Um, something I'm all too familiar with, regularly having to stay up until the early hours watching the Eagles play. Now, if you haven't checked out uh, our website, draftfc.co.uk yet, um, now is a great time to do it with lots of fixtures um, crammed into a very short space of time. Um, and what that means is you can take full advantage of our one-month free trial um, so if you sign up and put in the code DRAFTFCPOD, then you will get one month free trial and you'll be able to access everything. So no restrictions um, and fiddle around with all of our squad planners, personalized predicted lineups, feature based on your league, our fixture difficulty trackers, your global rank for your league. So you can see where your team stacks, where your league stacks across all of those leagues in the world to give you an idea of how good and how competitive your, your league is, um, which makes for very interesting conversations when you bring that information back to your league mates. So yeah, no excuse, um, no obligation to stay signed up if it's not for you. If you need to message us, the easiest way is on uh, Twitter or X um, and give us a follow at draft underscore FC. Anything to do with uh, with Draft FPL or the site, um, just give us a shout on there. Likewise, if you've had a trade go down in your league that you want discussed on the next episode, I'll pretty much discuss any of the ones that get uh, forwarded to me because they're always interesting chat and open up some interesting lines of conversation. For those that have already um, checked out our very early blossoming YouTube channel, which has got a grand total of two videos on, um, I'm pleased to say that uh, Draft FC Kieran is back in the UK. And so hopefully we'll start getting some regular videos of our longer discussions uh, on YouTube. So if you haven't uh, checked that out already, there is a link in the description. Head over there and subscribe now so you don't miss out on those as they drop. The idea with those is to try and do some content outside of the game week previews, a um, little bit longer, as I said, and it also gives us an opportunity to discuss players that don't normally fall into waiver picks. So those slightly higher ownership players that people might be wondering about. Yes, yeah, good opportunity to that. Hopefully get some, uh, some good content out over the Christmas period for you. So that's it for this episode. Best of luck ahead of game week 14. And as always, Stay sure.